Money FM 89.3, the best of the afternoon update. Money in the market on Money FM 89.3. Welcome to Money in the Market. I'm Hong Bin Jung. The recent insurrection by Russia's Wagner Mercenary Group and subsequent field coup has become a hot talking point and brought the 16-month-long war in Ukraine into sharp focus. And a return to peace would almost certainly alter the global commodities market, considering that Russia touches on virtually every important commodity on the market today, including oil, gas, and gold. Well, to find out more about what's happening, commodities. Markets joining us on the phone today is St- Stephen Stapchinsky, who is the energy and commodities reporter at Bloomberg. Hi, Stephen. Welcome to the show. Hi there. Thanks for having me. Thank you for joining me today. I mean, this recent mercenary group back in Russia has become a hot topic point in recent days. How has this affected commodity markets? You know, I think it really made folks rethink about the risks in mm-hmm. the commodities market. Um, you know, Russia, as you mentioned, is a major supplier right. of oil and, and natural gas. Even though a lot of that gas isn't flowing to Europe uh, at the moment, they export a lot of that natural gas as liquefied natural gas. Mm-hmm. Now, both of these things, you know, what, what's happened, uh, you know, uh, late last month, brought up, you know, different risks. Right? Mm-hmm. There was always the risks of disruption in Ukraine, but now the idea that there could be risks to commodity markets within Russia itself, be mm-hmm. it another coup or weakening of power or anything along those lines, um, does significantly uh, change sort of the, the theories and the way that people look at uh, Russia. So it adds a lot of, of risk into these commodities, mm-hmm. uh, even though uh, the coup was, was a failed attempt. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, with the failed coup and Russia, of course, being significantly contributing to global production, how are commodity markets faring now? Well, so the day after, so this was all a flash in the pan in a lot of ways, Mm -hmm. right? Because it it, it occurred over the weekend, uh, at least Singapore time. Mm -hmm. And so when the markets opened up on Monday, already the Wagner Group was retreating. And um, and, and so there was a a very short-lived spike. Oil Mm -hmm. rose a bit and then fell down. Natural gas prices in Europe actually rose more. Uh, They they jumped, I think, around as much Mm -hmm. as, uh, you know, 14, 15 Mm percent that day but then ended the session down. Mm-hmm. So right now there is no impact on the markets. Uh, it, right. it digested what happened. Prices have come down again. And now we're kind of on this downward trend for, you know, the, the oil and gas sort of um, commodities. Mm-hmm. Those that, that doesn't remove the risk from the market. Of course, traders will be carefully watching if there is another event, if there's something else happening mm-hmm. that could affect Putin's reign over Russia, right. then perhaps going forward that could impact uh, prices. And as you mentioned earlier, oil prices did rise on supply concerns that was fueled by Russian political turmoil. How is it faring at the moment? Oh, yeah, no, it's it's back down. So mm-hmm. right, what, what, the, the main focus in the oil market, Brent oil, that is, it's the, the yeah. global benchmark for oil, um, is, is not so much on Russia at the moment, mm-hmm. but more on the, the health of the global economy. Mm-hmm. So people are looking at China. Has the Chinese demand rebounded? You know, mm-hmm. China opened up from their COVID zero policy over the last uh, year, and there was an expectation that Chinese oil demand would really bounce back. Mm-hmm. And while it has increased, it's not increasing as much as people expected. 
which is providing more supply to the market. At the same time, there's a lot of looking at interest rates. Um, and if, if central banks are going to increase interest rates, does that increase the chances of recession? If there's recession in the U.S. or Europe or other regions, that could also reduce demand for oil. So there's really this sort of bearish atmosphere mm-hmm. in, the, in the market right now. And that while the, the, the Russia geopolitical events and the impact on potentially curbing um, oil supply out of Russia mm-hmm. was a short-term uh, impetus and spike for prices. Right now, the traders are very much focused on the global economy, and that's mm-hmm. pushed rates lower for, for Brent oil. Right, right. And of course, the turmoil in Russia, it's prompted investors to opt for, you know, the safe haven appeal of the precious metal, which is gold. But I mean, there's still that uncertainty remaining. Is there still a high demand for gold? Are investors still holding to the gold? Um, you know, gold gold has had an interesting year because it moves in a lot of ways opposite of of, of oil. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, when there is a uh, a risk, you would uh, you would assume that there would be a you know a, a, a jump um, in prices to to some degree. Right. Um, now, of course, the, the the global appetite for for um, gold is also sort of looking at uh, you know U.S. inflation. Um, because when if the if the U.S. inflation were to uh, rise faster, then you could have a potentially um, uh, the the central banks like the U.S. Fed uh, increasing interest rates. If they mm-hmm. do that, then there's a higher chance of you know reduced economic output that could lead to recession, and um, that could you know require folks to move their assets to safe havens like gold. Mm-hmm. But what we've seen is over the last three weeks, gold prices have actually been heading lower because the inflation uh, risks have been cooling in the United States. Right, right. And I also want to talk about energy markets. And they were largely, you know, they largely shrugged off those events in Russia. How is it, how are they faring at the moment? Yeah, I mean, when you, when you look at natural gas, mm-hmm. um, it's also sort of on, on the decline. I think overall, if, if you look at um, energy and commodities, including, you know, oil and gas, um, they are kind of trending uh, downward. Now, natural gas has a, a different sort of factors. Instead of um, just the, the the macroeconomic outlook, um, like what what uh, you look for in, in oil and how that affects the market, um, more so for gas, you're looking at seasonality, you're looking mm-hmm. at stockpiles, you're looking at a lot of things that are, are, are very close, uh, short-term sort of events. And one thing that has kind of resulted in a short-term rise in, in gas prices, at least in Europe, mm-hmm. has been some outages at Norway. Norway is a major supplier mm-hmm. of gas uh, to Europe, and there were some outages. Um, but of course, if there is a Russian conflict, if there is something that could affect um, gas supplies that's running through Ukraine, because Europe still does import some gas from Russia via Ukraine, mm-hmm. uh, then that could you could see prices rise further. That hasn't um, that risk exists, but the market doesn't uh, think that there could be at the moment any any big disruption there. So uh, prices are, are again, in in gas sort of trending lower. Right, right. But other than oil, gold, and energy markets, was there another commodity that was hit hard? I believe I saw wheat a lot in the news as well. Yes. So wheat wheat has a lot of different factors as well. Uh, Wheat is is one that we have to look at closely just because of uh, the Ukraine and and Russia mm-hmm. both both together. Um, Russia has been tightening its grip mm-hmm. um, on the world's wheat supplies following the invasion of Ukraine. Uh, that's bolstering the Kremlin's role in, in global food supply mm-hmm. um, to secure political support um, as well. Uh, now there there's a um, a, a supply corridor um, 
that out of the um, basically it's a way for Ukraine to continue exporting uh, the grain um, mm-hmm. to, to other countries because wheat is so important. Right. But Russian officials, and this is unrelated to the mm-hmm. um, to, to the to the attempted coup, but have said that there's no reason to extend uh, this Ukraine grain export right. uh, deal when it expires today. in July. Yeah. Yes. So that's that is a that is something that could push grain grain prices higher, mm-hmm. um, and that is something you know when you look at global economy the global economy the price of grain is very important for inflation, and mm-hmm. so if the price of grain increases significantly, you could see some more um, upward pressure for for inflation and that how that affects not only you know the global economy, also just households, mm-hmm. regular folks. Right, right. Overall, though, Stephen, you know, the Bloomberg Commodities Index, which is, of course, the most widely used benchmark for the commodities market, it's declined around 12% in the year to date. Are there any signs of it reversing course? I think when you, when you look at where we are this year versus mm-hmm. last year, the uh, global commodity um, picture is is brighter mm. now. Um, you know, are, are we out of crisis? That is up to debate. But the situation is not as 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 bad or as as much of an emergency as it was around this time last year. So while mm-hmm. the commodity Bloomberg Commodities Index has declined about twelve percent year to date. There is a risk that perhaps it could rise again. I think there is, there are some commodities, mm-hmm. um, perhaps oil, uh, that you could see fall uh, a little bit more. But there are factors. For example, uh, you know, even outside of Russia, like um, OPEC Plus, if Saudi Arabia decides mm-hmm. to extend production cuts from July into August, there you're unilaterally cutting one million barrels a day out of the market. Right. Perhaps you could see prices for for oil uh, to rise. Same with gas. If there was any production outage, I mentioned earlier that there Mm -hmm. were some issues in Norway. If that were to be extended, if there's an LNG plant in the United States that has some problems, or if there's suddenly a streak of very hot weather in Europe, or if North Asia has a very cold winter, suddenly you have gas prices rising again, and that could increase, you know, the entire price range for the entire commodities index. Mm. And the same goes for agriculture as well. Um, it's wheat, but there are other um, kind of commodities that have been rising a lot lately. Um, right. there's, there's sugar, cocoa, even coffee has been rising because there are still supply chain issues and trade trade problems and production problems, especially as we're going to an El Nino year, which could bring hotter, mm. drier weather to some parts of the world, which could cut back production. Right. But before we let you go, Stephen, I mean, what are experts saying about to look out for in commodity markets at the moment? Well, certainly, you know, you have to keep an eye on, on China. Mm-hmm. Um, if Chinese demand um, or if the Chinese economy were to pick up, uh, then that could certainly lead to a higher demand for, um, you know, gas and oil, mm-hmm. as well as, you know, a, a number of other um, metals and agriculture products. Um, at the same time, look at uh, what, what in, uh, is happening with interest rates. If mm-hmm. the U.S. Fed um, reduces their uh, or, or slows down sort of their hawkish tone towards increasing interest rates, then perhaps as well that that could have an impact on global markets. Of course, Russia, what happens with Putin internally in the country is very important as well. And it's very simple. Look at weather. Mm-hmm. You know, if, if, if we're getting, we've had a lot of hot weather in Southeast right. Asia. If other parts of the world that produces other things has the same sort of hot streaks of weather or cold weather later this year, then that could also cause shocks uh, across commodity markets. Mm, I see. Well, thank you so much for joining me today, Stephen. Thank you very much for having me.
Thank you. We've been speaking with Stephen Stepchinsky, who is the energy and commodities reporter at Bloomberg. This has been Money in the Market with me, Hong Bin Jung. Stay with Money FM 89.3. To listen to more great interviews, download our podcasts at audio.sg or download the audio app. That's A W E D I O, audio at the App Store and Google Play.